familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. A mother's breastfeeding experience changes drastically over time, starting from her child's birth throughout the months of her baby's life. Today, we continue our conversation in our series called Breastfeeding Expectations. Over 12 months, we are following three new mothers along their breastfeeding journeys, learning how to cope with breastfeeding challenges and settle into the breastfeeding rhythm with their babies. This is The Boob Group, Episode 39. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva, don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan. I'm also a certified lactation consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. At The Boob Group, we're your online support group for all things related to breastfeeding. Have you signed up for our newsletter yet? This is one of the best ways to stay informed about our new episodes, giveaways, and blog posts. Also, if you sign up today, you will be entered into our giveaway for a free month membership to our Boob Group Club, which gives you access to all all of our archived episodes. Now it's time for me to introduce the lovely new moms who we will be following for now the next six months. Ladies, would you introduce yourselves, please? Hi, I'm Cherry. I'm 31 and I work in market research. I have one daughter. Her name is Callie and she will be seven months old tomorrow. Hi, I'm Jennifer Oliver. I am 34. Four. <laughs> I love the thinking. We can how check back in the we? last episode and see how old you are. <laughs> I honestly can't remember. Um, I uh, am a director in arts education for a nonprofit. Um, I have two kids, the youngest of with, which is with me today. His name is Bryson Oliver, and he's uh, almost seven months. Awesome. And how old's Fiona? And Fiona is three. <laughs> awesome. Sounds familiar. If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Ooh. 
Well, let's kick off today's episode with some unbelievable breastfeeding stories making headlines around the internet. All of these stories are posted on the Boob Group Pinterest board if you want to check them out. So let's talk about, I'm not selfishly <laughs> plugging myself, but I wrote an article um, a couple days ago that was published on the Lactation Matters blog, which is our International Lactation Consultant Association blog. And um, it's quite poignant because it seems like there's a lot of this going on, but the topic of, or the, the title of it is, When Did Breastfeeding Become So Controversial? Nursing in Public. Um, and so the article is pretty much about how all of these moms recently have been dealing with harassment when they're nursing their babies in public. And most recently, um, Brittany Warfield was screamed at and forced to leave a Hollister store in the Galleria Mall in Houston, Texas. And so there was this huge nursing going on. And um, what ensued during these news, these nursings was quite shocking. So at the Delaware Concord Mall, or Wilmington, Delaware's Concord Mall, there were three women who were essentially just completely harassed by a security card there who ended up following them. He called the cops on them. He followed them out of the mall. And then oh some of their friends posted on the mall's Facebook page saying, like, I can't believe that this went on. And so the Concord Mall responded on their own business uh, Facebook page that the breastfeeding was an eyesore and that they hope you guys don't mind if I suck on my wife's breast in public. <gasps> then they went on to actually dismantle oh their Facebook page but fortunately, some very wise mothers took snapshots of it, screenshots, so that way it was forever saved in an oh archive. So anyhow, my question, my purpose of writing this article was, how can we as mothers and international board certified lactation consultants as well, create the necessary change in our society where women will be able to feed their babies as nature intended in public spaces whenever their babies want to feed. So I'm kind of throwing that out to you all. What do you think needs to happen so that this doesn't keep occurring? I don't think we have enough time (laughs) to discuss discuss what, yeah, Yeah. this could be like a whole, a whole show. We should do a show on this. We will be doing a show on this. Believe Um, me. Bring me back for that. I'd love to talk about this, but I just, I think that, um, the reason why I think it's a long answer is just because I think that there's so much fundamentally wrong with our society in so many ways. And, you know, there was a cartoon that was going around. I'm sure you guys have seen it on the Internet of a woman sitting breastfeeding her baby outside a Victoria's Secret store or something similar <laughs> to that. And there's this huge picture behind her. I mean, like a 20 foot woman in lingerie and she's being harassed by security guards saying, excuse me, ma'am, that's indecent. You can't do that here. <laughs> and, you know, right in front of this like half naked woman. And yet I think the the main issue is people have a big problem with nudity in this country. And I remember when I was in college, I studied abroad in Italy and I remember sitting waiting for the bus and there was an ad um, for like on a you know on one of those bus stands for perfume or lotion or something and the woman was completely naked completely <laughs> naked it was probably from the waist up um and it was just was so not a big deal and i remember i was a little bit taken aback by by just how not of an issue this was which i think is fantastic but i think here we we're so like up in arms about everything and so people kind of have equate try and equate breastfeeding to something sexual when it's not and so that, exactly that comment that you said how would you like it if i was you know sucking my wife's breast which is like that's so not even the same thing she's not providing you food yeah that's oh my gosh the things like that make me so angry i'm really upset and i think what what makes me the most upset about it is that some of those women even though they know that that harassment was completely wrong will now probably feel uncomfortable the next time they go somewhere else and will feel like they can't breastfeed or they won't go or maybe they'll question whether they should continue breastfeeding and so i think that's that's awful i feel so sorry for them i know well and the interesting thing was hollister 
they they made or the the mall i'm sorry made some sort of an apology but they never admitted wrongdoing. Mm. And so were those so, two totally separate incidents, like one at well, the no, Concord was, Mall and one at, in Houston? Yeah, so the Houston one sparked um, a national nursing, okay. and so this nursing was taking place outside of the Hollister store, okay. but in Wilmington, Delaware. Gotcha. So, okay. How do you feel about that, Jen? <laughs> I was just thinking about how it's just, I mean, it's frustrating, but at the same time, we all as women just have to be advocates for ourselves. And so one of the things I was thinking about, sorry, I'm breastfeeding right now, <laughs> and nobody's objecting, so I'm doing well. Um, one of the things I was thinking about that I try and do is when I see women that are breastfeeding, um, and I happened upon one actually today when I was at, um, at Balboa Park, is that I smile at them. Um, and it's such, it's such too. a small totally gesture, but I'm, I, I want to just let them know that I saw them and I'm not going to look away or feel embarrassed or that I'm just smiling in support. Um, and so, you know, I just keep thinking that, that, you know, it's just up to us to not apologize for it, to, to be, uh, open about it, to, to breastfeed in public places. Um, and, um, and I think, and to support each other. I mean, we're fifty over fifty percent of the population, <laughs> so it seems like we should be able to, if we all work together on this, you know, that we should be able to change this. But it's just about you know person to person and how we see each other. Absolutely. But the one thing that I would add is that you know if I've I've worked at numerous different companies where I am required to take different training on different things. I have to take sexual harassment training if I'm a manager. I have to take training about anti-bribery and FCC and all these different things depending on where I've worked and I feel like you know people who work in these environments it's always these situations where you hear someone in a library or a restaurant or a store and they didn't know better and I think it's up to those employers to really educate and train the people that are working in their stores so that that doesn't happen yeah uh, well the problem is too though that it happens in public places as well like you were saying walking by and smiling at a mom in the park so um, really educating everyone so okay well we were going to table this issue because we absolutely are having um, a discussion about this uh, topic in an upcoming episode so we'll be right back when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply so welcome back today on the boob group we're discussing with jen and cherry and i apologize annie was supposed to call in today but we we're having a, a few little quirks with our skype so um it's just jen and cherry today discussing their breastfeeding experiences and what they've been like during their baby's seventh month of life so ladies i love to start off this episode by just what breastfeeding looks like for you as a mother whose baby is about seven months old and how often are you breastfeeding and and how is it going for you uh for me and i'll, I'll probably come back to this in a little bit because i know we're going to talk about this today but for me I nurse all night long and um, that's kind of what's going on I've gone back to work full-time since the last time that we spoke and so I leave the house in the morning um, sometime between eight and nine or so and um, I'm usually I usually try and be home by six and so I'll 
typically nurse her as soon as I get home, and then that'll pretty much continue until I get out of bed to get ready the next the next morning. So there's a good um, you know twelve to fourteen hours where she's just permanently attached to me. So, and I, I want to say really it, intense. It is. I want to say it's oh she's reverse cycling, but I feel like she was doing this before I even went back to work. I could see that she was. I think part of it was she was being more active. She was moving around a lot more. So yeah. during the day there were a lot more distractions, and um, I hope that maybe once I went back to work, you know. My husband could try and encourage her to take a bottle. She, we call it the, she's on the just enough to get by diet, Mm -hmm. which is literally just so she doesn't dehydrate or starve. Um, I can leave him with 20 ounces of milk and sometimes she'll take four. So, and she's just waiting for me to, to get home. But, um, so yeah, so it's been, you know, we're still nursing a lot and, um, and things are still great. And we haven't actually introduced solids yet. So we're, she's just, you know, breastfeeding, but okay. the nights are very rough. Absolutely. Absolutely. How about you, Jen? What is, what is it looking like for you? Um, I was just trying to think about the nights. Usually uh, it's still two or three times I'm feeding him in the night. Um, we're really, uh, trying to not do that, <laughs> and I'm enlisting a lot of help from Garrick, uh, my husband. But, but I um, actually last night's a great example was completely unsuccessful, and I don't know what was going on, <laughs> but I think I fed him five times last oh night. Oh my gosh! So, um, so, so I feel like there are days that I'm feeling successful, and then I'm having a lot of days where I, I'm not feeling successful, and I don't know if he's teething again. He does have two teeth right now. But oh, he does? He does on the bottom. <laughs> um, so uh, so last night was not successful, um, but throughout the day, usually I, at work, I usually try and pump twice. I work a five-hour shift um, from 7 a.m. to 12, and then, um, and then I come home. I usually breastfeed him right when I get home, and then I probably breastfeed him three more times before um, the evening time. Um, right now, he's not taking a lot from me. Actually, he's not really that interested in breastfeeding. Um, he is very interested in solid foods um, and is very excited about them. And then when I try and breastfeed him, he finds everything around the house that is more interesting <laughs> than my boob. So um, so they, I'm having a little bit of a challenge in terms of seeing how this is going to be able to last all the way up to one year, which is my goal um, for him. Um, and we'll see. We'll see how it progresses. But I definitely find that I'm kind of struggling right now keeping him interested in the daytime. The nighttime is not a problem. Yeah. It's the daytime. Well, which is probably why he's nursing. He's having a hard time breaking that, you know, nursing pattern in the middle of the night. And I wanted to mention, too, I'd like to talk about the reverse cycling. We can do that right now, actually. Um, but you had mentioned that she was kind of that Callie was kind of doing this even before you went back to work. And so I would say it probably started around four four yeah. months or so. And at first we had like a week or so where she was just nursing around the clock. So day and night and four and a half months. And I was thinking, OK, well, maybe it's a bit of a growth spurt because, you know, five months. And then I was just like, no, this is going on way too long it's just you know maybe a week could have been like a really long spurt but it just kept going on and then it never changed and then once I went back to work it just kind of you know spiraled out of control and we we do co-sleep um which is what makes it really difficult because I know that so many people say oh well the solution to that is co-sleeping and I'm like no 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 I think the co-sleeping is the problem and that's not going to change we're not you know we're not going to change that so she's definitely going to stay in my bed but I think she smells me she knows that I'm there and bless you you (laughs) you know as as one wonderful as my husband is he is just useless with her at night because there's, there's nothing, nothing he, can he can do she you know i've we've tried and one or two nights i've said okay <laughs> next time she wakes up like just take her and try and see if you can distract her and and she, 
no, 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 no. She will just get so upset to the point where I'm awake anyway. So totally. the sol- why am I lying here listening to her crying? Even if it's only been 60 seconds, I totally. can't handle it. So, Well, you know, and the thing also is that babies reverse cycle, which is what Callie's doing, even when mom's around, because they're so distractible during the daytime. And so kind of like Jen was mentioning with Bryson, that he's not super excited around nursing because everything else is so interesting and he loves the solid food so much which is why he's probably feeding more at night. So I actually enlisted the help of some lactation consultants on Facebook to ask them what their recommendations were because when I posted this on our boob group Facebook page and the San Diego Breastfeeding Center Facebook page to moms, most of the answers were co-sleeping as well. And I'm like, they already (laughs) co-sleep. And so um, the main thing that my colleagues were saying was, one, try to keep in the back of your mind as much as possible. It's not going to last forever. And I know that doesn't solve any sort of the problem because you still have to go to back. Yeah. To, you have to go to work yeah. the next morning, which is so exhausting. And so, you know, some of them said, too, that babies tend to cope with stress this way, too. So although Callie is with her dad all day, that there, she clearly has a bond with you and your breasts. And so she's holding off all day, like you're saying. And then you come home and she's like, oh, thank God you're home. Now I can feed nonstop. And so it's possible that some of this may change once solids are introduced. And that's not in any way a, an attempt to get you to start them early. You know, I'm, I don't push that at all. But And I'm um, sure we will in the next month or two exactly. anyway. We're just not on. She hasn't really been showing any interest. She's still not completely sitting unsupported and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, and it, it's it's funny because you know at night sometimes I was thinking you know a, lot, a large she doesn't take a pacifier she never has and so I think I'm I'm her passy yeah. for sure and so sometimes that's why it's frustrating because she's not actually you know nursing but then every night like this morning I was sure she wasn't nursing and then all of a sudden she's sort of coughing and spluttering and she spat up milk all over me and I was like oh, okay so actually she, were feeding. yeah you are feeding all night you know all night long so and I think the hard part of the equation is really the work because Absolutely. I managed the reverse cycling for two months with no issues before I went back to work because I could be a zombie during the day and it didn't matter I could look like death and it didn't matter (laughs) Um, but now that I actually have to like you know get up and be presentable and go to work and then function um, it's just and tap into a part of my brain that is just so buried deep far away (laughs) so it's just yeah it's been hard do you sleep at all while she's nursing in the middle of the night I used to be able to sleep better Um, I could just kind of latch her on and then fall asleep and um, lately I'm I'm, I find that I'm too I'm not getting into a deep enough sleep I'm too awake so even if I'm kind of sleeping I'm I'm really not and I'm maybe not sleeping for more than an hour and I think a large part of that too is because she's so mobile maybe I'm so much more like paranoid and aware of her now and I need to get bed rails or get the mattress on the floor or something. I think maybe that'll help me to relax, to get into a bit of a, a deeper sleep. That and magnesium. Okay. You've take- told me the magnesium yes. before and I forgot. So That's- magnesium is a natural relaxant and it's you don't want to take the magnesium calcium supplement. You want to just take straight magnesium and you can take it before you go to bed at night. I have that and I, I keep forgetting. Yeah, okay. I used to take it when my kids were older, but they were... Um, potty training and they were waking up in the middle of the night needing to go to the bathroom and then when I'd go back to sleep I'd lay there for an hour in bed because I couldn't fall back asleep that's me and so I started to and then I would get anxious because I'm like oh my gosh but if they wake up again and I'm going to be a zombie the next day and it was just perpetuated because my anxiety kind of took over so the um the magnesium was really helpful um the other thing that was mentioned too was when you come home from work is it possible that you know daddy take I know he's there all day so he's probably like here you go but having it to where you know either 
you nap before she goes to bed or he t- I mean obviously he's taking care of a lot of the stuff around the house yeah. too so all of these other things that you have to do around the home maybe not adding those to your plate as well so that way you can really just decompress when you get home but I would try the magnesium if that's the hard part because if you were able to manage it because you were able to fall asleep more easily that yeah. and I probably putting the mattress on the bed or on yeah. the floor would be yeah. really helpful as well okay but um, I'll report back and let you yeah, know how exactly. that's going. All right. Well, when we come back, we will be talking with Jen and Cherry about um, trying to stay motivated to continue to breastfeed to that year point, as well as kind of looking at some new tricks to deal with um, biting, slapping, pinching, and squishing your breast. We'll be right back. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, and we're back. Um, with Jen and Cherry this afternoon. And um, something that you all mentioned before the show is that your little kiddos are seeming very distracted while feeding. And um, so wondering all of these little, little tricks of biting, slapping, pinching, squishing your breasts while they're feeding. And so what's that all about? And has anything worked to kind of stop them from doing this? How are you feeling, Jen? You getting squishy and <laughs> and pinchy? <laughs> He's not really doing a lot of that, actually. My three year old does that sometimes, <laughs> but but not my um, my six month old. But actually, he's just very distracted. So the the difficulty I'm having right now is just um, I have a very entertaining three year old running around, yeah. and um, and whenever I start to feed him, if he hears her or gosh, sometimes I'm in a quiet room and it's just the light on the wall or some things there's nothing on the wall I don't know what it is it's just somehow he does this thing where he kind of latches on and then he's he gets a little bored because I haven't let down yet so he kind of stops and looks away and then finally he latches on and I let down and then he still stops and looks away and then of course at that point I'm like no no you have to you have to commit to this (laughs) Do do you nurse him before or after solid foods um, you know what? I it's both yes and um, it kind of depends in terms of where he is on his feeding schedule. Um, I'll nurse him right when I get home, and sometimes he had had solids right mm-hmm. before that, so then it would be after. Um, but typically, I think I try and nurse before. That's what I was going to recommend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, typically it's before, and honestly, the it just feels very much um, to me like he is just not that interested. Um, and that he doesn't feel the need, like, and I say this hesitantly and thinking um, about my first child where this was never an issue. And I really felt with my first child that she needed to breastfeed and that it wasn't just because of the substance that a lot of it also had to do with what it provided her emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with my second, with Bryson, that he doesn't need it in that way, that it really is just a substance. Um, And he's getting so – he eats so much solid food. And when I say so much, I'm just, like, astounded with how much (laughs) he'll consume and want to consume more. Um, So I really feel like he's kind of getting what he needs in terms of nutrition. So it's a little bit of a – I don't really need it, Mom. I'm really okay without it. So that's what I'm getting from him. It's nothing that um, 
that feels like I can technically work with it. It just really feels like this is kind of his preference. Yeah. So I'm. You know, so my concern is, you know, will he make it to a year? I hope so. I mean, I'm gonna keep putting the effort out and and see where um, see where he takes it. But um, I'm not sure. Yeah. At least you're not being beat up in the process. Yes. It's true. It's tell, true. So tell, tell us about so, that. So just for those of you, since you can't see this because we're not live, um, Cherry has scratches all over the yeah. top of her breast as well yeah. as her face. It's, she's been clawed <laughs> by a little mini wolverine named Kelly. Yes. Oh, what my gosh. Going and I'm cutting that? those nails. I'm cutting those nails. I feel like it's a constant battle between her and my cats. Like someone wants to claw my eyes out. She's just, um, you know, she she is she is still nursing a lot, and you know, she we were not doing solids yet, but she's very very distracted, and she wants to breastfeed, but she wants to also be looking away. And then even when she's interested in it and she's hungry, and you know, and I'll put her on, she will you know grab with one hand, so she's literally holding. And it's not the other breast; it's the breast that I'm nursing. And I know that sometimes babies will do that because they're doing their own little massage or helping the milk come down but we have no milk supply issues so I don't need any help to stimulate <laughs> let down or anything like that um, but those teeny tiny little fingers when she grabs hold of, of you know the skin on my breast and on my neck and um, but it's usually mostly my breast it is um, it's excruciating and then she's biting a lot too and she doesn't have teeth yet um, but I'm not scared of teeth because the biting right now with her gums is so excruciatingly painful oh, no. that I can't imagine that it would be much words with teeth I might eat those words <sighs> but um and the the biting you know and it's you know not only will she you know she'll kind of like clamp down and then pull yeah pull to the pull side away yeah. yeah so um so it's really and then <laughs> the other day uh, I was sitting and I don't know what my, my husband was in the same room but he wasn't watching us and then all of a sudden you just hear it like and it was like, he's like, did she just slap you? <laughs> I'm like, yes, she did. I mean, she is slapping at my yeah. boobs. And and I, I mean, I've tried so many different things. What have you someone, tried? Well, I've tried, you know, I, I don't want to be yelping and screaming and saying no. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times I'm doing that just because it is just a reaction. You know, or I'm just sitting <laughs> yeah. there and I'm nursing her. And all of a sudden I'm like screaming, you know, and, and I thought maybe that would startle her. Um, I find a hard time like having a stern, mean face. So sometimes I'm still smiling and I realize like she's smiling back and she yeah. thinks this is fun. So I'm trying to like teach her that this is not fun and that she's hurting mommy. Um, someone else had recommended instead of trying to pull her off to actually push her into the breast yeah, to kind biting. of suffocate her a little bit because mm-hmm. then she'll kind of come off on her own. Um, the time that it takes though, she's still clamped oh. down while oh. I'm now you know trying to do that. So that's not really working. Um, and then the other thing that I've tried to do is just you know say, okay, well, that's it. No milk. You know, yeah. Sometimes she bites at the end of the feeding so the no milk means nothing to her. But she does it a lot at the beginning too and so you know no milk no mommy and I hand her to my husband and I feel terrible because he's had her all All day day. and then I come home and I'm dying to snuggle with her and to nurse her and I've had her for three minutes and she's biting me and slapping me and pinching me and I'm like you take her and I'm not taking her because I don't want her I'm taking her because I'm trying to show her that if she does that then she can't be with me none of these things are working for the for the 
for the squishing and scratching and all that kind of stuff. Have you given her a toy to hold in her hand yet? I've tried, but sometimes I get hit in the face with a toy. <laughs> Someone actually said that on the Facebook page. They're like, I gave her a chicken and she slapped me, like a fake yeah. old plastic yeah, chicken, yeah. and they were slapped in the face with the chicken. I think what the problem, I gave her like a plastic rattle, so maybe I need to find something a little soft. So maybe like a soft, yeah, a little stuffed animal yeah. or, you know, something that if she hits you is not going to hurt. And I just bought, I haven't gotten it yet, but I just bought online from two different places, so we'll try, but some, um, like, breastfeeding jewelry. So the one yeah, was, like, yeah, yeah. two beads, and then the other yeah. one was just this necklace with, um, like, some kind of wood that was crocheted that just seemed kind of pretty, but it was supposed to be for her to play with and to distract yeah. her, because I know she plays with my necklace yeah. now a little bit, but this is longer and different colors, and, um, you know, like, the, the two beads, I haven't actually seen it, but I think they're, like, um, food-grade silicones. So mm-hmm. They're actually kind of squishy. Um, so I'm hoping that that that'll help along the lines of her having a toy without me getting yeah i mean i remember yeah, a lot of up. a lot of the parents in the in the support group that were, were coming to my support group as their babies got to this age they were saying the same thing and putting putting a toy in their hand that <laughs> didn't hurt when yeah. she hit you with it seemed to help yeah. a lot because it kept their distraction this might actually help with bryson as well mm-hmm. like putting something in his hand so that it keeps the distraction very localized and so that way they're not like ooh shiny and turning around but it's actually something right there um, that might be helpful as well. But any um, thoughts for the biting, though? The biting, pretty much the pushing in, I find is you know is often helpful. Um, you know, I don't know if you're going to do any baby sign language with her, but we maybe are, yeah, yeah, maybe incorporating the all done. Mm-hmm. Um, so that anytime take her off and just saying like all done and hand her off, and so kind of as much as possible taking the emotion out of it as well. And so because I know my kids so try not to have such a yeah, visceral response. reaction. Yeah, and just and, be like, oh, okay. you're done. And no biting. All done. Do the all done sign. And then hand her off. Or maybe just put her in, if you have a swing or something like that, so it's not necessarily always handing to your husband. But just being like, you're done. You don't yeah. do that. And then, and if then she, she starts, cries. Well, if she starts crying, then you can go to her. That doesn't mean it has to yeah. be done at for the entire feeding session. Yeah. It's just done for a minute. Okay. And then going back and saying, okay. And, you know, under, obviously, she's seven months old. You're not going to have a conversation that's, with her. That's it's different the hard, than a toddler. That's, yeah. But just saying, like, going through the motions, okay. No biting, mommy. We'll try this again. And you know, I feel that's like helpful because like, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Like, how long do I wait? You know, before I put her back on again? Because is there really any kind of like, you know, what I want her to see is that when she does that, then she, you know, doesn't get her milk. And I'm like, how long do I need? So a minute. Well, let's just say this. Yeah. I see negative associations with breastfeeding and some challenging cases with moms and babies, where the negative association with breastfeeding is. They get it within a couple times. And so I feel like I had mentioned Pavlov, like Pavlov with the dogs, with the sounds or whatever. They do get that. So I think it's just a matter of, with all things parenting, being very... It, consistent, consistent. Okay. and I but I no I wouldn't leave her there for five minutes no and down. she'll forget within just yeah. a few moments <laughs> why I was why crying. am I here right exactly, exactly. why am I here why am I, I just, crying I mean I, so I have two different stories um, two different experiences with my first she bit um, and then I would have a reaction uh, and she thought it was really funny yeah that is and so sh- common she would that, just that was laugh. happening to us too yeah and um, and then so I started doing the the just the pulling her off in the stern voice no and then try again and then as soon as she would do it pulling her off stern face no and that seemed to to work with her was this with teeth does she have teeth she had teeth yeah and then bryson actually quite the opposite so he 
um, tried biting me once, and I yelled out, and I looked at him like, you hurt mommy, and he started to cry. And and then I felt felt so bad. (laughs) I was like, it's okay, it's okay, and I I put it back, but he was was so sensitive about it. So it was really interesting, and he's never tried it again. So you mentioned the teeth, though. Could it be teething at all? I mean, I don't even know how long teething lasts for. Oh, gosh, three or four months. Okay, so she could be teething, 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 and there's no teeth. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, one of the other things that was brought up um, was feeling like, I know Annie had mentioned this, and I'm sorry, she's not here today, but um, just talking about how feeling that the milk was possibly going down and what is what does a typical six-month, seven-month-old baby take? Um, and so I thought it was helpful to kind of bring in realistic expectations because I know, especially when you're going back to work and you're pumping, you hear these stories of moms pumping eight ounces, 10 ounces, but truly the, from what it says, and I'm taking it straight from Kelly mom and all this stuff is totally, you know, research based, but she was saying that an exclusively breastfed baby takes about an average of 25 ounces per day between the ages of one month and six months. It actually does not go up that much. Um, and so it doesn't differ based on their weight and things like that. A little bit here. Oh. Here and there, but not much. And so the typical range of milk intake is about 19 ounces to 30 ounces a day, even for a six-month-old. So sometimes it looks like your supply is going down, and maybe you were able to pump more initially, and now you're pumping a little bit less, and it could be because your baby's getting solids, and so your body's naturally starting to not dwindle down because you still have milk. But actually, it could be that, um, and I I hate to say this because, you know, my my caregivers were just as, you know, they did this as well, overfeeding the baby. So, you know, where babies are often getting five, six ounces in a bottle three times a day while you're at work, meaning that you needed to pump 15 to 18 ounces while you were away, is not necessarily realistic, especially when babies are starting to get solids as well. You can actually cut back on the amount that they're getting in the bottle, making it more realistic if you're pumping four ounces per time, so two per breast, that actually is perfectly fine for even your six-month-old, even your nine-month-old. That will be hard for my mother-in-law to take. <laughs> it is. It is because she literally gives him eight ounces. My sons were in as one well. bottle. Eight ounces in one bottle. And I come home and she says, well, I just fed him eight ounces, so he should be good. Yeah. And I'm looking at her like... I haven't pumped eight ounces all day. Yeah. Like, what do so you mean? So where does she get feeding? the eight ounces from? Is she dipping into like a freezer? No, no. Stash she or? just basically combines yeah. the two the two pumpings that yeah. I do within the day in one, um, and that's how she get eight eight, eight ounces. Can you hide the milk from her? I know. <laughs> just you know, leave I, her with four or leave. Her? I'm not sure. I just yeah. I think she just she really overfed her own children. Yeah. And so it's just the way she thinks about it is that I just I just give them until they don't want any more. And I happen to have children that will eat until you stop giving them. (laughs) So and we'll fuss a little bit when you take it away. So she'd rather just. That's so funny. I mean, I have the opposite problem. Clearly, you know, Callie will take the most she's ever taken in like a 12 hour day of me being away was about seven ounces. Um, Yeah, she she never takes more. Two ounces is max for one bottle. I mean, I could never get her to take, you know, more than and I've done pre and post you know, ways with her before where she's taken four or five from me, but from mm-hmm. a bottle, two ounces is the max. And, you know, if she's taking, you know, four ounces and I don't throw anything at me and I'm pumping 18 ounces, I'm, I'm coming home with, you know, with a difference of, of 14 ounces. So yeah. I actually just recently started um, donating milk as well. Yay. So, um, which is, which is wonderful. Um, but I mean, I'm pumping way more than, than she's, you know, than she's taking. So yeah. 
Well, and it's interesting, again, the discrepancy of how much moms can pump. And so, and Cherry, you've always known, you've had an oversupply. And so, you know, for moms who are just meeting their baby's needs, um, four ounces of pump is actually fine. And my kids got eight ounces and I thought I didn't have enough milk and I actually stopped breastfeeding. And now I look at this and I was like, holy cow, I was totally making enough. That's pretty sad. Mm. So anyhow, just something to throw out there. So it's good to know. uh, Yeah. Yeah, Because I hear that all the time from people that I'm getting less, I'm getting less. And maybe the baby's also more efficient and taking more from the breast. And so there's less when you do go around to pump. That and, you know, just the regular things with, you know, mom, making sure you're drinking enough, making sure you're eating enough um have you started your period like all that kind of stuff we also have um an episode that we released quite a while ago about how to maximize your pumping sessions too so maybe there are a few other things that we could add into pumping sessions to get more out and honestly my biggest difficulty is just pumping yeah some yeah i mean it's i constantly have days everything from i forget the pump (laughs) at the house um and i only have a five-hour work day so like for me to go get it and come it back is pointless. Would, is pointless because it's I'd waste so much time of my work hours and I have the exact same job I had when I worked full time. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to maximize uh, those hours to I'm at sites all day and all I can get in is one pump. Yeah. So it's just it, for me that that's the biggest a difficulty that I have in terms of pumping. Can you keep a manual pump or a hand pump or something in the car just so I do. I actually have my yeah. pump that has uh, a charger, so I I do pump in the car. But it's it's if for me sometimes I'm at one site and I'm going to be there and back to back observing classes and I, there's no break. There's no break. Yeah. And if I were to take a break, I would miss half of a class. It's just it just has to do with logistics. Totally. Yeah. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experiences breastfeeding your babies during during their sixth month of life. It's always a pleasure. And um, if you are one of our boob, boob Group Club members, this interview isn't over for you yet, as Jen and Cherry will be talking about ways to keep your motivation to get to that one-year point. So uh, if you want to learn more about the Boob Group Club, just check out our website at theboobgroup.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Before we end today's episode, here is a question from one of our listeners for one of our experts. Hi, Boob Group. My name is Kim. I'm from Northern California. I just listened to your episode about breastfeeding and acupuncturist. And my question is for Jamie Boyd, the acupuncturist. Jamie, I have an oversupply, and I feel like I'm constantly drowning a little guy whenever we're breastfeeding. Is this something that acupuncture could help with? I'm afraid to do anything that's going to drastically decrease my supply since I plan to go back to work in about a month. I just want to help my son feel more comfortably and help reduce some of his gas pain. Thank you. Hi, this is Jamie Boyd, licensed acupuncturist with Whole Family Acupuncture in San Diego, California. And I am returning the call from Kim from Northern California who had asked me about the oversupply 
of breast milk um, for her little baby boy, and she was worried that she was drowning her baby <laughs> with her oversupply um, and asked if it was anything acupuncture could do to help regulate it. And she's exactly right in worrying about over-regulating supply, especially if she's going back to work. A lot of times I just try to educate moms about what foods create milk in the body and maybe even have them reduce their intake of those foods if their supply seems overabundant. So certain galactologues like buckwheat, uh, caraway, rye bread, um, too many greens, um, especially barley, wheatgrass, um, things like that can actually create more milk and by taking them out of the diet, it can lessen the milk and then doing positions with babies so that baby doesn't um, take in too much milk. So like having the mom sort of lie back a little bit uh, so that baby can latch on. In terms of acupuncture, it can regulate milk supply, both good and uh, for both boosting and then reducing supply. Um, however, it depends on how many months postpartum the mom is. At three months postpartum and six months postpartum, mom's milk always uh, self-regulates again. And a lot of times women who have had a perfectly good supply, their supply will tank at those times. So um, I always assess that first before I do too much with the acupuncture uh, in terms of turning down milk supply. And then also I treat babies. So I usually do magnets on the baby to help with their digestion so they aren't too gassy or colicky um, because of oversupply or, or having to gulp. Um, so that's all. Um, you can always visit uh, an acupuncturist and give them a call and ask them what sort of um, protocols they do for milk regulation. But um, acupuncture should help slightly lessen the supply without totally turning the supply down or off. All right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. If you have a question about breastfeeding or parenting and you would like to ask one of our experts, please call our boob group hotline, which is just a voicemail line. You leave it just right on there, and it's 619-866-4775, and we will highlight it on an upcoming episode. Thank you to all of our listeners. I hope you'll visit our website at theboobgroup.com and add your stories about breastfeeding your six-month-old in the comment section on this episode's page. Coming up next week, we'll be discussing birth interventions and their effects on breastfeeding. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group, your judgment-free breastfeeding resource. This has been a new Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.